0: In your pocket.
1: Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, taxes, technology, health and fitness on the road. Getting started as an owner-operator, finding freight, working with brokers, getting your authority, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. We're going to get to those questions in just a little bit. We're in the final two months of the year. That's the time that I start pounding on you to get your accounting done. You really should have your accounting done every month. That way you've got numbers, you can run the business, you're not going to miss out on tax deductions, you're not going to lose things or forget things. This is the number one issue that I see with owner-operators. The owner-operators that I know that have good accounting systems are successful. They grow, they add more trucks, they make more money. The Owner-operators that I see with no accounting system, some succeed. They really do. I'm not going to say everybody without an accounting system is struggling. But if they're succeeding without it, they could do so much better with it. And most people just struggle. You've got to be able to see your numbers. And once a month is not too much. You know, literally in my business today, I look at my numbers almost every day. It's one of the first things I do in the morning. I go over the numbers, look for trends, look for ways to lower costs, to increase revenue. Staying in those numbers really helps you understand your business so much better. So I highly encourage you to try doing your own bookkeeping. We we have a system that will help you do this. It's really easy online software. You can access it from anywhere, so you can be out on the road doing it, your spouse could be at home doing it, you can do it on a tablet, Um, not quite there yet doing it on your phone, but uh, we're getting close. You have access to it, it's backed up all the time, you don't have to worry about losing any data, you don't have to worry about installing any software, it runs right in your browser, and we even have a startup program, so... You send us the first month, we set up the account, we get it up and running, and then we do a training session with you to show you how we set it up, and we're there to answer all your questions as you're working through it. If you were to start that, and it, it and you just said, look, this is too much, I don't like doing this, you can always keep. You can stay in the program and just upgrade to our full service where you send us the stuff every month and we put it in. You still have access to look at all your reports online. You still can ask questions. We'll still help you. We will do all of the data entry for you, and we can do your tax work as well. And we have now brought all of that in-house. For the last couple of years, we were partnering with an accounting firm And I just wasn't happy with the customer service. And that's not acceptable for us. So we have brought this back in-house. And just so you know, I I was doing this business back in 1990. I started this. I did it all the way up till 2007 when we started the radio show. And then we partnered with an accounting firm. And and we're bringing that back. It's already brought back in-house. We're doing this all here at let's truck now so we have several options you can do the debt entry we can do the data entry we can do your taxes you can use your current accountant and it's drop dead simple so get started this time of year what we like to do is give you a chance to see how well the software works with no money no commitment you don't have to put in a credit card Just go to the website, Let'sTruck.com, sign up for the free trial. It's 30 days free. In that 30 days, you can go all the way back to January of this year and enter everything up through, right now you could enter up through the end of October. You would have 10 full months of data, reports, and you'll be able to get a good picture of of how things look for taxes, and it's not going to cost you a penny. We do that because I know once you see how easy this is and how powerful it is that you'll want to continue and that's our goal to get you on a system that you'll continue using whether it's us doing it or you doing it with our software so check that out head on over to the website letstruck.com while you're there we will be soon posting uh, links to our new app Very, very excited about our new app. You can download this on your Android or your iPhone. It's free. This app does one thing, and it does it really, really well. You download the app, open it up, and you can listen to all of our shows. That's it. That's all it does. We don't want it to do anything else. We wanted you to have a really simple way to listen to our shows. Now, you can listen live. While we're recording, you can listen right at the time. You can listen on our live weekend shows through the app, or you can go back and listen to every show that I host. So the Power Hour, Destination Health, Questions from the Road, the live show, they're all there. We've even loaded shows all the way back to 2010 into the app. So when you download the app, you're going to have access to all kinds of shows. You can listen to them whenever you want. All right, with that said, I'm going to get to some phone calls and see what it is that you want to talk about today. Let's start off in Georgia. Steve, welcome to the program.
2: Hey, Kevin, thanks for taking my call. And uh, and just to let you, let everyone know that's listening, uh, whenever you talk about knowing your numbers and doing your numbers, um, if it wasn't for doing the numbers and keeping a good uh, record-keeping numbers, I would have never got through the uh, lease program, and um, when I started doing the numbers, that's when I just, uh, discovered <laughs> that I was making $0.13 cent a mile in the lease program, but um, but because of that, it, it, it allowed me to adapt and do the necessary things that I needed to do to get through that terrible lease program, and and, and i tell you, that accounting system really, really works. It really does.
1: And Steve, let everybody know where you are now, because you've really come a long way. Yeah,
2: um, well, um, after I um, come through that lease program, um, I was leased to Landstar uh, for over two years. And from there, um, after the first three months that I started with Landstar, I was able to land a dedicated account where I was home every night and home on weekends, and I did that for two years. And now I uh, filed for my authority and my the, Authority became active as of September of this year, and so so i 'm doing really well with that.
1: yeah and, and that I love that story, so most of the time i I watch people just struggle year after year in these lease programs, they quit one, they start another they 're not making any money, they hope to own the truck someday, most of the time they don 't and, and that just frustrates me because're they 're working hard they 're taking all that risk they 're not getting anywhere and and you did the numbers you started the bookkeeping system you called and asked good questions and and you have grown to what most people in this business want they they would love to have their authority in their own accounts and and be able to control all that and still make a lot of money and i also have to uh credit you on your timing you couldn't have positioned yourself any better for what we're heading for in the industry right now. So it's uh, it's got to be exciting for you.
2: Oh, yes, it's very exciting. And I appreciate um, everything and the advice that you you guys uh, give us. Um, the uh, question that I have is that I called on the last episode of the uh, Power Hour and was asking about the uh, XY Shifter. I have an O nine uh, Freightliner Cascadia with a DD15 in it, and um, and basically the guys was basically saying that it was more like a, a plug and play uh, sort of deal, and so um, I went in and I uh, put a new X Y shifter on it, plugged it up, and um and it and it was a straightforward thing of uh, putting a shifter on on the transmission, and um but the problem that I run into is that now. Um, in the beginning whenever I first started running it, it was running through the gears, everything was operating normally. But now it's almost like as if my second gear and my seventh gear is sorta of hanging up, sorta of in a sense. And in and and in, in order to get through that second gear, I would have to run my RPM up to um you know, to to shift it over into the third gear in order for it to uh keep going. And, and I don't think, and um, the uh, one of the technicians was was trying to say that maybe a tooth was missing um, out of that gear because they think, But at the same time, by me pulling oil samples and um, pulling oil samples and, and going through the gears like it went through, um, that was kind of hard for me to believe. Yeah, um, hold, hold that
1: thought. Hold that thought. Let me get to a break. I'll come back. I might be able to help you with it. If not, we might uh, hold this over again for the Power Hour. But let's come back. We'll talk about that right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. back i'm kevin Rutherford. the website is let's com. i'm going to go back to george i was talking with steve steve refresh my memory how many uh how many miles are on this transmission
2: uh nine hundred and sixty two thousand.
1: that's not really a lot but it's starting to sound like it it's almost in need of some refreshing um sometimes we can get enough play in those gears they don't sync well um there are a couple parts in there that can do this this is almost um one of those where you want to get somebody that's really good with transmissions let them drive it and so they can see exactly Mm -hmm. what it's doing you did say you did an oil sample on this
2: Yes, sir, and it came back clean as a zero.
1: That's why I'm thinking it's just long-term wear, and we're getting enough play in there that it's making some of those gears shift a little funny. Um, You know, you could always call again uh, when we're doing the power hour. You know, those guys have their hands in this kind of stuff all the time, and they may have another idea for you. But I'm I'm not coming up with anything obvious that I would say, oh, we'll just do this, and it'll fix it.
2: I got you. Well, to kind of be on the safe side, um, I got it in the shop right now, and I'm just having them to replace the wiring harness on it. Okay. uh, Because uh, I kind of wanted to believe it may be, you know, by being, uh, you know, some of the wires did rub against the uh, transmission when I got up under there and looked. And so I'm having them to replace that wiring harness and hoping that will um, uh, solve the problem, but it was just kind of hard for me to believe that it was the uh, transmission itself, especially before I took that XY shifter off, it, it was shifting just fine. It was that's just the true. motor season yeah. up on, this, uh, on the yeah.
1: XY itself. Yeah, that yeah, so. that's true. You know, replacing that wiring harness is never a bad idea. I, I'm not sure how it would yeah. cause the issue you're having right now. I guess it could. Um you know, again, you're usually on the Power Hour with us. Let, let's let uh, pose that question to the guys that are in the shop every day doing it.
2: I sure will, and and I do appreciate you taking my call.
1: All right. Thanks for the call. Let's head off to Utah. Anthony, welcome to the program. How
3: are you doing, Kevin? Thank you for taking my call.
1: You're welcome. What can I help you with today? Yeah,
3: i got a quick... I had a question on a contract that I signed with the company I'm leased to. It's it's not a lease purchase. I own the truck and just operated by them. Um, on the contract, if you read through the contract, it says uh, that we need to have a receipt of equipment um, assigned by uh, the carrier. But any, everywhere in the contract, and it says it three times in the contract, but there's nowhere in the contract that they actually signed that they received my equipment. How does that affect my insurance if anything were to happen to us? I, in I'm an not. I, I,
1: I might be a little confused about which clause. I'm pretty, you know, familiar with contracts, and and even though they're all different, every contract you should read through every word. They they all have the same basic clauses in them. They might be written a little differently, but I, I'm a little confused. Are you sure that what they're referring to there is receiving of your equipment? Because what I do see a lot, there are carriers that assign equipment, like a Qualcomm or now ELDs or things like that. Usually, that is about what you're receiving for that from them. And if you don't receive anything from them, then there's nothing to sign for.
3: No, it it says uh, uh, possession of the equipment is taken by the carrier. Um, okay,
1: taken by the carrier. No, that's it, clear, it, then. It's, yeah. Um, it, it's, it. <coughs> <laughs> Go
3: ahead. I,
1: my guess is... Yeah,
3: that's what I was saying.
1: Yeah, my guess is that when you sign the final page, that's actually uh, executing the contract and... and at that point, they have received control somewhat of your equipment. Because that's really what you're doing. You're you're leasing your equipment and your services to that carrier. So signing the contract itself is what executes that clause.
3: Okay, okay. That's, that makes me feel a whole lot better because I, I was reading over that, and I, I feel embarrassed because we've signed it and we've... We've been on with them for about six months now, a little better than six months. And I was just going back through and just – Well, and I'm like, oh. You,
1: no, you sh- you oh, shouldn't be embarrassed. Mr. I can't tell you how many people have never, ever read their contract. They've been there 10 years, 15 years. They've never read it. So congratulations on going through it. And, again, without me seeing it but just knowing these contracts – they they are acknowledging a receipt or control of your equipment when you sign the document itself. So I, that's why there shouldn't need to be any other signature page for that. You're executing the contract on that final page when you sign it and they sign it.
3: Okay, very good. Because they do, they do have a provision in there where I, I give a description of my equipment, year, yep. make, serial number, license, all that stuff. So, I mean... My truck is in is in the contract, so
1: exactly that does
3: answer that question. Yep, very good. Also, uh, do you have a uh, do you have my profit gauges up in front of you?
1: I do. Looks like uh, I've got March through November. Is that what we should be looking at?
3: Yes, we, we okay. tied on to them in April. March was we started buying the truck in March, and so there's okay some down payments and got it what not in March.
1: Okay, so uh, let's. I, I assume you just want to go through the numbers.
3: Yeah, just the one one question I had. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, wages because we would we put the numbers in and. the the truck would look really good. I, I was showing profit on the truck. Then we would click on to the company, and we were showing a loss. And then my wife went in and pulled all of the wages out.
1: So are uh, you, are you operating as an do. S-Corp?
3: Yes, we are an LLC operating as an S-Corp. We had this LLC set up. Uh, eight nine years ago when we had a truck before okay Uh, so we were we were we were convinced oh go ahead
1: yeah i was gonna say when when you have a so just so people know if you operate as a sole proprietor we don't use wages at all just leave it out of there don't mess with it if you operate as an s corp it's really kind of your choice do you want to put the wages in here either way um we just look at it a little different so that's not a big deal i have a feeling there's something else wrong here though and, and i'm going to go through the numbers with you and kind of point out what we need to go back and double check because um, the revenue's good dollar 91 a mile all miles that's outstanding that's a, a great start um the truck loan there's a huge amount in there right now and i'm assuming that's a down payment
3: Yes. The yeah, 12, 12,000 in April.
1: I I, I um, would yeah. you know, it's up to you, but I tend to pull out down payments or big purchases from this because it, it it's it doesn't really reflect the cash flow of the business. You know, you had $12,000 it really didn't have anything to do with the business at the time. You used it to buy the truck. So I I actually would just pull that down payment out of the accounting completely. Now, we're going to deal with the purchase of the truck itself on the tax return. So to make your everyday numbers on your business report more accurate, I would get that out of there. Because it's really not a good reflection of what's going on. Now, each payment you can continue entering each month because that really does reflect the cash flow of the business itself. That's one thing I see. Another... Roughly what is your fuel economy? What how what are you getting for fuel? Mileage?
3: Uh r- roughly uh f- uh filled up this morning at four point six. I'm r- I'm hitting five, just a little over five, five one. Uh what well, is my ninety day I can get it to you I think it was five six. No, Cause uh, I I'm wondering uh, nine four point nine eight.
1: Yeah, it, it almost looks to me like fuel might be getting double entered. We, we've got to be careful of that because you're showing 63 cents a mile for fuel cost. That seems really high. Uh, are you in your profit? Gauge, or your fuel gauges account right now? Is that where you saw that number?
3: I, yeah, I just pulled it up.
1: Okay, what, what are you showing for a cost per mile for fuel and fuel gauges?
3: I'm showing today five point nine. I fueled up today. It's yeah, five, not. F- oh, sorry, fifty nine cents.
1: Oh, fifty nine cents. Fifty nine cents. Wow, <laughs> that's really high, and it's not being double entered because if we have fifty nine in fuel gauges, then sixty three in here is probably correct. Uh, let me let me get to a break, and we'll come right back. We'll talk about that and more. We'll get to more of your calls and questions right after this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rothenberg. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is com. I'm talking with Anthony in Utah. Uh, so, Anthony, that, that's something you're... Tell me about your operation. I mean, is there a reason that fuel mileage is so low?
3: Uh, so, what we do, we pull a propane tanker. Okay. Uh, we haul... So, I'm empty. I'm empty, well... <laughs> I'm empty one way and loaded one way. Empty on a propane tanker, still have sixty three thousand right? Fifty-three thousand pounds, right? Uh, and then I'm ninety. I'm hitting ninety-five thousand pounds when I'm loaded.
1: Okay, so um, that
3: that we, that explains. We have it. a. Oh, go ahead.
1: Well, that that starts to help. Yeah, that was down. I would still, if you're going to focus on anything, I would focus on everything you can do to improve that fuel economy. When you're down under six. Every improvement has a big impact on the bottom line. Just to give you a a rough idea. Now, again, we can't always compare operations. Pulling that propane tanker is very different than pulling general freight. But but I want to help you start to see what we're looking at. We are now seeing general freight carriers hit $1.70, $1.80 a mile, all miles. You're at $1.91. But I also have general freight carriers who have their fuel cost less than $0.30 a mile. They're in the 20s. Yours is at 63 So that's a huge, almost $0.40 a mile we've got to make up somewhere. So that, that, and again, you're not going to be a nine-mile-per-gallon truck ever. I get that. But the reason we do numbers is so we know where to focus. And when you focus on something, you can improve it. And again, if somebody's at eight and we get them to eight and a half, well, sure, we saved money. But if you're at five and we get you to five and a half, we've saved way more money. So that's really where I would focus. I would watch that fuel cost and do everything you can to keep driving that down. Maintenance cost is also high at 35 cents. But my guess is this is your first year with this truck and you've been investing a lot of money into it.
3: Yeah, last uh, October was uh, new tires all the way around the truck and new brakes and uh, new rims on, on the steer axle. Okay. Because I couldn't find the heavy enough, so, heavy enough tires.
1: Yeah, the, so, so there's, anyway. again, uh, fuel and maintenance. Uh, you, you know, between those two right now, you are almost at a dollar a mile just in two categories, fuel and maintenance. So that's really where I would focus. Your revenue looks good. Um, again, if we took that truck loan out, you know, our, your numbers are going to start to look a little better. You're at 39 cents a mile net right now. Um, but if we took that down payment out, you'd be up into the 40s. And the good news is you've got the revenue to work with. You really want to focus on those two expenses.
3: So, what what are some uh, things we can do for fuel? It's a it's a Peterbilt three eighty eight uh, Cummins t- uh, two thousand thirteen with a Cummins and an eighteen speed. Okay. Um, what are what are some modifications? I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, I could do air tabs. Um, that would do, save a little bit. But do you have really a scan with gauge a, with a propane tanker? No, no, I don't.
1: That's the first thing I would get. It's 200 bucks. It usually adds between 3 and 5 tenths in the first 30 days. And, and it might do even better with you because of your operation. You are really heavy when you're loaded. Then you've got that big difference when you're empty. Even though you're still heavy, there's a huge difference, almost 40,000 pounds. And that requires two totally different driving styles. And trying to learn how to drive each one of those two situations without instant feedback could take years. I mean, you'd have to try some things, track an entire tank. There's a lot of variables. But if you put the scan gauge right in front of you and you're watching that thing as you're shifting and and going through the gears and climbing hills, just about everybody picks up three to five tenths in about 30 days. So it pays for itself in a couple weeks. So that's what I would start with. Then I would look at things like air tabs, the flow below, fleet air filter, um, you know, possibly a Pittsburgh power tune, the manifold. I mean, we can go on and on and on. Um, there's still a lot you could do to this truck, but that, that's how I would get started. The scan gauge. Then you can throw in some of the you know inexpensive stuff that is easy to install, and your return on investment is going to be bigger than most people. Because you're starting on the lower end of the scale.
3: Correct. Okay. okay. We'll start there and uh, see where we can go from there. I, I appreciate your help on those numbers. That, that truck loan, I was wondering if we really needed it in there. If it was yeah, necessary.
1: it that, that confuses but, a lot it, of people, it, and it, it, and there's it, there's no right answer. But it, to me, it, it's I I use this business report. To see how I'm doing and where I can improve. So having that $12,000 in there really isn't good information. It's not telling me anything that I can change. And it's kind of skewing my numbers. So I, just, I would take that out. For now, I would leave your wages out as well. I'm, I'm glad your wife went back in there and pulled those out because this is a, a, an easier report to look at and the information is going to mean more. Again, your revenue looks excellent. I would really focus on those two, and uh, call me back, and we'll go over it again. Let's go to New York. Chad, welcome to the program.
0: Hey, Kevin, i got two questions for you. Uh, I found a uh, tank company that has a purchase plan. Um, they're charging you what the truck costs, uh, what they get the truck for. That adds enough the numbers and they're paying percentage. And, I, and I've been looking at a few of these, and some of them, the way they're, they're saying they're paying the percentage, it actually seems to be coming out on more of a flat rate mileage pay. Like, let's, let's just use a ten a mile for an example, and then some of them are pure percentage uh, contracts. Uh, how can I, how, how am I able to figure out if, if they're paying the, the mileage?
1: as a percentage or
0: they're actually paying a true percentage before i go you know sign off so also my second question is well you think the e-laws don't go to the don't go to
1: the second one yet Uh, because hold on don't go to the second one because i'm not even clear on the first one the when you said sometimes it looks like it's a mileage or percentage are you talking about one company or are you talking about looking at different companies
0: uh, there's a couple of different companies. Well actually more than a couple, there's three. One is a one says they're a full on percentage contract. Okay. And they say their owner ops are grossing about two twenty, two thirty a year. The other one says they're on a percentage contract and they're saying their guys are one sixty to one eighty. And uh, there's a couple of companies out there uh, that and I haven't been able to find out if the the current companies are looking at are but some other companies are their standard percentage. And when you when you add up the numbers that, they, that the recruiters tell you, it actually is its not a true percentage. It's actually a mileage contract in an ad percentage. Like they're trying to – it's kind of like they are hidden it in there. That, that makes, they're not being truthful about it. Am I making sense, Steve?
1: Uh, kind of, but, uh, you know, the contract has to be pretty clear about this. Somewhere in the contract – so if you're looking at ads, recruiting ads, or you're looking at their website – I would ignore that. They can write anything they want in there. What I would do is I, I will not okay. talk to a company until I can see the contract myself. And I've had companies say, oh, we don't let our contract out of our office. Well, then my next sentence is, well, have a nice day. Um, your contract is out of your office with every individual that you lease onto. So don't tell me you want to keep it, you know, in the office. It, you have to give me a contract to every one of your contractors. So it's out there. Give it right. to me so I can see it. And if you don't want to give it to me before I sign on, then we don't have anything to talk about. That, that's where it's going to be very clear. They, they can't hide that in the contract. Okay. It will clearly spell out how you get paid. So I, I would skip looking at the okay. ads or their website and only deal with companies that will give you the contract. And given where we are in the oh. industry right now, there's no way I'd sign a mileage contract today. If I was in one and I was really happy no. with the company, I might stay. But if I'm out looking, I, there's no way I'm going to consider a mileage contract right now. Rates are going way too high, and the mileage contracts are not going to keep up. No, Now, let me ask you one more thing, because you you said something about the the company will sell me the truck at their cost. Is it a true purchase, meaning when you you hand over the money or sign the contract, you get a title with your name on it? And I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to come back. That is a critically important question. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. I was talking with Chad in New York. So, Chad, is that is this a true purchase, or is this a lease purchase where you have no ownership?
0: Um, from what I can see so far, I haven't actually spoken to the guy that uh, is over the equipment, and specifically over this program. But from the numbers they're showing on their website for like what the payment is weekly, etc., and the security deposit, uh, it's coming out right at about where a you know if a company went and bought fifty or sixty trucks from the same dealer, and the same dealer was able to negotiate a discounted rate for those trucks they were ordering so many at the time, uh, the truck with the weekly payments after two hundred sixty weeks comes out to one hundred forty-seven thousand and some change.
1: Yeah, that. that uh, then they want a yeah.
0: they want a five thousand they want a five thousand security deposit. And then there's a forty thousand uh, dollar buyout uh, balloon, now, which brings the truck to about a buck ninety.
1: Which tells me nothing other than the numbers, which are important. But that's not what I'm trying to get to here. Right. And it, when I hear weekly payments and you know five thousand dollars down and probably no credit needed, and that's a that's a lease purchase. The the problem with those is well, if your name is not put on that title as the legal owner, and most of the time on these programs, 99% of the time it's not, and this one doesn't sound like a true purchase. It sounds like a lease purchase. The problem is you could pay 175000 of that hundred ninety, and they could cancel the contract on you and you get nothing. Right. I would no, never... I hear
0: Ever Uh, ever sign a deal like that? Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Well, see, here's the thing. They have two options. They have one that's one of those no, no money down, no credit check, and that's a lease. That is a lease, but it's like a used truck. But the one I'm looking at, it doesn't. From what I'm reading, again, I'm just going off the information I have so far. Uh, I, it looks to be a full-on purchase. It says purchase plan. It doesn't say lease. It says straight purchase
1: plan. For truck. Again, um, oh, hold on. So I will yeah, invest- yeah, you, yeah, you have to investigate that. Here's why. It's kind of like we go back to the, the stuff they put on their website and their recruiting ads. Purchase plan means nothing. There's no legal definition of that term. They can write anything they want. But, my guess is they're they're not giving hundred and ninety thousand dollar trucks to people with no money and no credit, so I want you to double check that really closely but there's another issue here: Is this your first truck Yes sir Do you have any business background? Have you ever owned a business before
0: uh if you want to call a lawn
1: service in high school business, that would be about it. It, it helps. I'm not. I won't. I com- I had. I, I won't completely discredit. I, I cut thirty five yards a
0: week my last years in high school. Yeah, and and
1: I won't completely discredit that. It is help. It's some experience, so I'll, I'll take that into account. Uh, where are you financially? I mean, do you have uh, quite a bit of debt? Um, you know, do you have quite a bit of cash saved? And what I'm getting at. Is with this being your first truck and minimal business experience, I think $190,000 is insane. You should be spending $20,000 on a good used truck. And, and here's the thing. Okay. You, you go buy that $190,000 truck. I'll go buy the $20,000 truck. We get paid the same thing. Te- technically... Okay. I could buy a fleet of nine $20,000 used trucks for the same amount you're going to pay for that one truck. Nine trucks. Which means, technically, I have the ability to earn nine times more revenue than you do. Now, it's not that simple, because I'd have to have drivers and work and all kinds of other things, but that starts to give you an idea of... And I'm not saying we should never buy new trucks, I'm not saying that at all. It's just you have to be in the right position. You either have some background in business, you've got plenty of cash on hand and good cash flow and low bills and even then we we really have to look at a hundred and ninety thousand is a lot of money to spend when we can spend twenty and generate the same amount of revenue so Think about that. Call me back again, uh, you know, if you want, and we'll talk about it some more. But d- do a little more homework on some of those programs. Let's go to Pennsylvania. Buddy, welcome to the program.
4: Hi, Kevin. Thanks for what you do for us out here.
1: You're welcome. What can I help you with?
4: You hey there? Um, I'm in a lease purchase. I listen to you as much as I can. Uh, I do not control where I go and what I do. I was wondering if there is anything I could do to kind of help. I mean, my numbers have been going up from June to September, but I was wondering if there's anything extra I could do.
1: So do do you have... Being that I don't
4: control anything.
1: Well, you do control something. You probably control a lot more than you think. So what we do, we, first off, we have to identify what it is you do control and then only focus on that. There's no point in putting work into something we don't control, so you're correct about that. But if, if you told me, look, I don't control anything, then I'd tell you, get the hell out of this. How, how can you run a business if you don't control anything? <laughs> you, that isn't a business. So, yeah. so first off, do you have a profit and loss or a business report broken down by mile? Can, can you tell me that after all your expenses you make x per mile left over
4: um yeah i have profit gauges
1: okay and it's current so what how, how much what is your gross revenue per mile then in profit gauges
4: um, right now, it's a dollar sixty-two.
1: Okay, that's not bad. What is your net after all the expenses are gone and the bottom line? What are you keeping per mile?
4: Uh, um, it looks like a dollar nineteen.
1: Nah, something's wrong. There's no way you're keeping a dollar nineteen out of a dollar sixty-two. No. Would it
4: be forty-three?
1: Yes it It's the op yeah, you gave me your cost per mile, which was a dollar nineteen, so you're keeping forty three cents a mile so here's the thing um Sorry. if we take that forty three cents a mile, that's you still have to pay all of your own taxes out of that, so if we want to get to the point where we can compare that to you being a company driver, it's more like about thirty six cents a mile, so This is part of my problem with these lease purchase programs. You could go make a whole lot more driving somebody else's truck and not have all the risk, not have all the exposure, not have all the extra work, and you could lose this truck at any time. So people will say, well, I know I'm only making 36 cents a mile, but I'm building equity in the truck. No, you're not. You don't own that truck. They, They could cancel this at any time, and all your equity is gone in a heartbeat. So to me, that's, that's not worth the risk. Now, if you're already in this, and you are, you're making kind of close to what you could make as a company driver. It's not awful. Um, so I wouldn't tell you you have to quit this thing and, and run, but I, I would really, really work hard to get those numbers up. Um, it, it sounds to me like you don't have any control over the revenue, correct? You don't get to choose your loads.
4: No. Okay.
1: Then we would focus on fuel. And I
4: was doing good. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was doing really good until I fell into a slump for two and a half months with transmission, injectors, turbo. So my numbers were better, but I got $32,000 in shop bills in two and a half months, but I... like. The truck can grow five six thousand dollars in five days, so and the and the truck is running good, so I'm determined to finish this. I only have a year and a half to wait, go wait. treat me good except uh, well
1: I was gonna say if you're grossing uh, i you can't be grossing five thousand in five days, not consistently I mean if the we,
4: truck is.
1: What do you mean? The truck
4: is no. I said it can. Well, my gross revenue will be four fuel before yeah, everything. Well, yeah,
1: exactly. But uh, if no, hold let's on, let's think. On of, average. Hold, hold on, let's think about that. That's that's a thousand dollars a day. If we carry that out for the year, and and we're not even going to count every day, we'll count work days, and we'll say two hundred and fifty work days. This truck is not going to gross $250,000 this year. There's just no way. Um, not on that number of days. So I think you're estimating way high. You might have some days where you can do that. You're not going to do that consistently. Certainly not at $1.61 a mile. So keep working on the numbers. I'm glad you have them. Congratulations. Focus on fuel and maintenance. How do you get those two costs down? the next time you call me, let, let's pull up your profit gauges report and then we can go through and look at those numbers specifically I'm all out of time we'll do it again real soon, thanks for joining me, check out the website it's letstruck.com be safe be profitable be fit and healthy always do the hard work and master the journey I'm Kevin Rutherford All right, everybody, thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here tomorrow for the Power Hour.
0: Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.